0: Covid is here, lockdowns are here, social distancing is here. How does that impact one of the most luxurious sectors of our economy, weddings? This week we caught up with founder and director of Weddings by Mercury, Hemal Bhagwat to find out answers to these exact questions. We spoke about the creative process of how she goes about planning her weddings, how long weddings typically take to plan, and how we are all going to celebrate weddings in a post-COVID world we live today. But the highlight for me was the wedding she planned a while back, which solidified my convictions about her and her team's attention to detail. So, if you have a wedding in your family or just want to know what happens behind the glamour of wedding planning, this episode is for you and I promise you won't be disappointed. I'm Tarun Jagwani and I'm the creative director of my destination jewellery brand, Sara. You are now tuned in to our podcast, Sarah Talks, where I share my journey about creating my brand along with the conversations with the amazing people I have met along the way. From design to strategy, mindset to social media, the podcast is about sharing the grit behind the glamour of brands around the world. And now, over to this week's episode... (coughs)
1: Hey, welcome everybody to episode number four of Sarah Talks, conversations with amazing people that do awesome things. Um, Today is someone that I met um, years and years ago, but reconnected with them, I think, two years ago. Um, Her name is Hemal. She does amazing weddings and her company is uh, Weddings by Mercury. Um, over the last couple of months, um, I've been interacting with her and I thought that she'd be great to bring on to the table to share her knowledge when it comes to weddings and wedding planning. So before wasting any more time, let me jump straight into it. Welcome, Hemal. Thank you so much. Yay.
2: Hey, Baron. So excited to be here and having this chat with you and, uh, you know, we are what, day just just for posterity, we are what, uh, 44th day of lockdown now?
1: Maybe so. I'm, I'm losing track. I'm one of those people who've lost track of time and days. Uh, so yeah, I
2: think we're all waiting for normal or the new normal, as you call it. And uh, yeah, but in the meantime, it's so great to discover all these digital platforms and, you know, connect with people understand different points of view and um, I think that's been engaging and um,
1: informative at the same time. Correct. So I wanted to jump straight in. I wanted to know for the people who don't know you, um, what is Weddings by Mercury? How did you guys start? What is something that's unique about you guys? Um, Share that inspirational or original story. So, um,
2: you know, with Weddings by Mercury, um, we are a nine year old company. We're pretty young. Uh, I've been in the events and weddings industry for close to 20 years now. Uh, I took the jump to create Weddings by Mercury about nine years ago. Uh, weddings by Mercury is the weddings and social celebrations arm of Mercury Integrated. So we've got various other businesses in the marketing, communications, and experiences uh, space. Uh, one being corporate events, weddings and celebrations, I've already uh, spoken to you about. And then we've got uh, another business division that really looks into film tourism but i'm not going to get into that because this chat is about weddings and celebrations Uh yeah so um uh, i think i got into um, events about 20 years ago uh, i would always say events found me rather than me finding events i started doing events when i was in college and you know you wanted to make that extra buck um uh, you know, to shop or to go out, etc. And the whole experience and the exhilaration of doing events really caught on and stayed on with me. And uh, I'm glad that even after 20 years, I don't think I'm anywhere close to burnout.
1: Wow, that's amazing.
2: So, <laughs> so yeah, I think that's, that's I, I still get butterflies in my stomach before, you know, we are going to get started with an event. And I think that uh, makes me feel that, yeah, you know, events chose me and uh, it was a good choice.
1: Correct. What would you say is, uh, because I've seen your social media and I've seen photos and I've seen stuff that you do and I really love a lot of it. Uh, But what is something that you would say is super unique to you? What is something that Weddings by Mercury does better than anybody else?
2: What we really, what defines us is personalized attention, Tarun. Personalized attention and creativity. We like to bring in something creative, something exclusive, uh, attention to the smaller details, and we kind of go out of our way. Sometimes I've even been in a space where a theme is decided, and um, I'll sleep over it, and the client loves it. And the next day I'll turn around and say, You know what? I'm not that excited about it. Let's relook at this. And clients like, Well, we've decided. But I said, No, wait, you're going to love this idea even more. So um, it's really creatively, um, you know. Uh, Challenging uh, something has to creatively challenge me, um, you know, for me for it to kind of for me to bring the best to the table.
1: Oh wow! So then, um, the the next kind of question is obviously who are the right kind of people for you? Who are your your the clientele that you go after, or who come after you to continuously plan event after event with you?
2: We work with a very niche audience uh, with a very niche clientele. We only work through references, uh, which means that, uh, you know, because weddings and celebrations is such a personalized uh, business, people come to us because they've seen our work somewhere or they heard about us from someone. Um, Likewise, we also work only with clients who come to us through somebody we know or through a reference. uh, Because it's very important that when you're working with long processes, sometimes six to eight months. When you're working with a family, you have to have that rapport, you have to have that comfort level and you have to enjoy the process, both as a planner, as well as as a family, you need to enjoy the process. And if you don't, um, it's fun. you know, I mean, the journey, yeah, yeah, the journey is no fun. Oh,
3: wow. So
2: is anybody who values <clears throat> creativity and, uh, you know, who values um, fact that we give a lot of personalized attention. Uh, which also I mean the, the downside of that is that I would I wouldn't be able to do as many weddings as I would like to but I'm happy that I'm doing uh, the amount that I am because then I can give my personalized attention to to the, the client correct us.
1: which which becomes uh, different from somebody just copy pasting the same thing, uh, doing it over exactly. and over and, again.
2: And with the family, most of than not I would say if a family comes to us once, uh, they keep coming to us so there are, we have a lot of clients in whose families we've done four or five weddings oh wow so uh so that yeah, itself so it's a relationship it's a long-term relationship that you cultivate
3: with a client. correct
1: because so. you said i didn't know this uh, that you said you take six to eight months for you to plan a wedding is is that is that something that's typical or do some people just um take longer to decide so,
2: I mean, we have done weddings see our average is three to four months okay Okay, that's, Which is still a considerable amount is of time. the average time you need to plan a wedding. Okay. Um, of course, uh, we've also done a wedding where we have planned the wedding within one month. And it was a huge wedding. Uh, I don't know how we did it, but we did it. And there's still clients. And we've done three other weddings and their family after that. So, I guess we did it right. But just because a wedding can be done in a month doesn't mean you should, you know. <laughs> so, three to four months is a good average.
1: Perfect. Oh, which baby. is which? Which then I see the the commitment in your time and effort, and therefore then your personalization is super super important. Like if you are going to do just copy paste, copy paste, then you're never going to get the clients like keep coming back to you over and over again. And therefore then is there? Uh, I mean, I pretty much already know the answer to this now. But other than themes that you keep developing, or how do you keep coming up with themes? Uh, what are your thoughts on that aspect of weddings?
2: You know, the thing about us is we most often than not, we never, we hardly repeat a theme. Because, um, you know, a theme that's great for you, uh, you know, may not really work for the next couple. It's so personalized to your personality, to your guests. But I've had, of course, we've had guests who, you know, couples who turn around and tell me, "Himal, you know, that theme you did at that wedding was amazing. We want exactly the same thing." Correct. And I'd be like, "Let me change it just a little bit." Correct. You know, so it, it, it's important to keep changing uh, and doing new things. Uh, as you know, every season we have new, uh, new themes coming up and new trends coming up, and I think that's important that you kind of keep abreast of what's happening everywhere globally as well so that you can kind of bring it down into your wedding as well apart from the taste of the pride.
1: Correct so then what what are things that people will keep I mean what are the things that make a, a difference between what you would consider a normal wedding and something that just goes wow is is the theme always that one factor or what plays in making the wedding that one extra step more that memorable not only for the couple because it'll always be memorable for them but everybody involved as a planner what does what is the one thing that people should pay attention to
2: see of course there are um, a theme is important and how you bring that out across your um, entire wedding that's important so what some people do sometimes is they have a theme for the decor and that's then got nothing to do with the food or the entertainment and it just kind of looks like Uh, it's just put together uh, so you're not really giving an experience. The whole thing about a wedding or an event is you're giving an entire experience. It's a sensory experience. People see, they touch, they feel, they eat. So um, it, everything has to go in line with the theme. And for me, what's really important for people to really enjoy or take back um, the theme is to make it interactive. You know, the minute I involve the guests, in any manner it could be small or big and anything that they could do and be a part of, feel a part of the wedding that's what really uh, you know they take back home and that's what they remember as, as being different from the tens of weddings that they attend every single
1: that's true yeah i don't think there are too many weddings where i have as a guest been actively involved other than the let me wish the bride and the groom and let me do my part and let me dance in the sangeet which is which is standard um, and I think the the ones that I'm or the ones that I'm most memorable are to me always going to be my closest friends and obviously mine um, but other than that, in the recent years that I'm going for you know distant relatives or distant people, if I'm not engaged in it, it doesn't really leave um, an a lasting impression. So I totally see how that plays such an important part in our weddings um speaking of memories i wanted to kind of then jump into is there a me- is there a wedding that in planning uh because everybody's most memorable is always theirs um in in the planning stage has been really memorable for you for for various reasons
3: you
2: know i would say i mean obviously the politically correct answer would be to say oh, all my weddings are memorable memorable <laughs> because i'm sure i have a lot of uh, clients and brides and grooms who are going to be listening on to this However, um, there is definitely one wedding that's very close to my heart and closer most so because of the current situation we're in, Tarun, uh, is this wedding we did, uh, you know, uh, for uh, Robin Nuss. Uh, Rob and Nus. Rob, he's Peruvian. Okay. Okay. And his uh, now wife, of course, Misrab, uh, she's a Bombay girl. Okay. Uh, so, uh, this was back in 2012 and uh, so Rob's father um, was, I mean, now he is he's, uh, the former Prime Minister of Peru. Oh,
3: wow. Okay.
2: So, they got married in Bombay. Uh, so, Mr. Danino, uh, he was based between, uh, he was in Lima, in Peru. Okay. Between that and Washington and the kids uh, robin knows they were in uh, new york i was in bombay and we planned the entire wedding on skype what across three continents yes so we planned the entire wedding on skype and this was 12 years ago you know uh, sorry this was 8 years ago so this was uh, for me a wedding that was so challenging because i met them for a week in august and then i met them uh, you know, week before the wedding. So the entire, from the decor to the menus to uh, the gifting, everything was done through Skype calls. Every wow. Saturday, every Saturday evenings, this was done on Skype. So uh, yeah, for me, that would be the most challenging. And I really remember that wedding now, because I think that kind of gave me uh, a way to work with weddings today you know, because of the situation we're in, in and I'd be like, you know what? I've been there, done that. I, pl- I can
1: still plan <laughs> your wedding. There a lot of lessons learned. a lot of lessons learned yeah. and, uh, you know, I, should, I,
2: should, uh, I should be thankful
1: I got that opportunity to work with the family. And, wow. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to just think like 10, I mean, it's eight, nine years ago when we weren't that technology savvy. Everybody wasn't um, comfortable with Zoom calls. Um, Skype calls was uh, old school. And I'm,
2: yeah, and, and because and if it's a three-way chat, Skype didn't give you the option of doing a video. Oh, so yeah. It's only an audio. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, so there were many chats. If all three of us had to take a decision on the, on the same thing, it had to be only an audio, audio. Skype.
1: Conversations. Oh, oh, my
3: God. Yeah. yeah so I, there
2: were bits and pieces where we'd have a video chat with either I'm having it with a couple. And then we're like, hey, for this part, let's get in the parents. And then we get them in and then it becomes an audio chat. So wow. I can't believe how we planned that wedding. And it was so amazing. Tarun, an amazing, fun wedding. Uh, lots of experiences on that.
3: Wow. Uh, I'm
1: just kind of like, I'm still like soaking that in. <laughs> uh, that would be quite intense, which means you definitely don't take the personalization any lightly. You're very, that is, I can like completely see how that is over and over becoming your usp because it's getting completely ingrained in either the person that you are or in the entire team like i i don't know anybody who would have planned a wedding more importantly i'm trying to think of someone even having the ability to even trust a wedding planner without meeting them or having just such small interactions so like kudos to you that's amazing um yeah thank you i
2: mean i should pat myself to be very honest on the back but it is um but it is, uh, like you said, I mean, you know, for somebody to trust a planner who they've met one time, uh, but I guess, you know, that's what it's about because people, once you meet somebody and, you know, you know, you were asking me, how is it that people uh, choose you as a planner or, I, you know, how can people mm-hmm. choose a planner? You know, I'm sure most people today and the industry is so developed than it, what it was 10 years ago. People are so much more... Uh, professional organized uh, have great ideas but it really is down to comfort level you meet a person you click and you said hey you know this is the person i can deal with for the next six months
1: correct because so, it is a long time it isn't like a two-hour conversation and you're done and you never see that person ever no again. and you
2: know i always tell a family that more than the three days of the wedding is the six months of the planning that you know you're going to really remember yeah
1: i agree think that is you so know, it is super I've,
2: important I've had clients who turn around and tell me uh, you know Himal, we're going on a holiday after the wedding why don't you come with us you know you're almost family, <laughs> family. now so you have to come with us and i'm like you know what but i've had enough of you things, <laughs> but uh, yeah i've even had a client who's turned around and told me himal after the wedding we should do mock meetings just so that we can have fun. Mock Such a
1: void in their life. A wedding planner comes. Oh my God! I mean, it was. It was. I was going to come out to the question: Is how do you? How do you then pick a wedding planner? But you answered that beautifully. Um, so the next question is: um, Is looking at COVID and looking at the current situation, wedding is definitely something that we are going to take a a while to recover from. Um, and I think like jewelry weddings are something that will be towards the tail end of it Um, what are your kind of advice tips for um, brides grooms who are getting married who had planned their marriages in October November December of this year Um, and what what would as a an advice from a wedding planner be to them right now Uh,
2: you know um, there is a lot of speculation and there is a lot that we don't know about what life as they say, or what's the new normal going to be like once right. the lockdowns, uh, you know, over. Uh, so, uh, all I can say is mere speculation. However, I mean, if I was a bride, um, uh, I would, I would not stress, you know, and I was one thing that I would do if I, I really wanted to have my dream wedding, uh, I would not do it in 2020. You know, you don't want your wedding to be remembered for the your wedding year to be remembered for all the wrong reasons. That's correct. On a, on, a, on a serious note, uh, weddings post-COVID, I guess, are going to be a little more different. Uh, my motto for weddings or my, uh, you know, thoughts on weddings post uh, the lockdown for the coming six, eight months to even probably up to a year is um, India, intimate and inspire.
3: Uh, Ooh, I like I'll that. just explain <laughs> that
2: to you. Um, India, uh, because of, of course there's so many travel restrictions in the country, uh, possibly even within states, between red areas, green areas, etc. Forget about international travel, you know. Uh, just within the country there may be so many restrictions. So um, go in India, have your weddings in India, have it within the city or within a place that's close to you. Uh, Many states have worked out, such as Kerala, Goa, they have really recovered uh, fast in a very systematic uh, process. Correct. Uh, So go local, go India for your weddings. Keep them intimate. You know, I remember pre-COVID as well, uh, whenever we're with a family and, you know, you've got the parents and the couple together and the parents always want to, you know, invite hundreds of people for the wedding and they're like, you know, isko bulana hai, isko bulana hai, you know, and all of that. And the kids and you know, they look at me and they're like, Himal, hey, you don't want a thousand people wedding. We want two hundred people for the wedding. Correct. So, um, more intimate. Uh you know, the uh, the couples getting married, uh they should be happy that Um, possibly a lot of that dream of having an intimate and smaller wedding is coming true. So go intimate and um, play up your experiences. Even if you have 200 people for the wedding, it doesn't mean that it has to be um, a simple or boring wedding.
3: Correct. It
2: will be, people will use this um, probably even as an excuse to not invite the thousand people. Correct. And go with intimate weddings. Go with for exclusive, personalized experiences for guests who they invite at the wedding. So um, that's intimate. And like I said, inspire. People have uh, really, you know, during this lockdown, have had the time to sit back and think about everything that's going on uh, with the world, uh, you know. So uh, people will want to give back. People have, you know... Uh, there is a lot of empathy, and people will want to support a cause. Uh, they will want to give back to people who are affected, not only by COVID, but of course, uh, people are now more aware of, uh, you know, other other. Um, sorry, people are now more aware, uh, you know, of people who don't have the privilege. You know, no. you know, people talk about social distancing. I would say in a country like India, social distancing is a luxury. Agreed. You know, So uh, people will give back and I see that as a big trend coming up in weddings for the coming season. So India, intimate and inspire. Inspire somebody, get inspired. I think these are the three uh, thoughts or, um, you know, uh, way forward that I see for
3: weddings, Indian weddings.
1: I really like that. I, I, I really like how you uh, put it up because it's super easy for me to also remember. And I think that's true is I think we also have so good properties in India that are undiscovered, and I think predominantly because of big sizes we we because of big scale weddings, you're used to going to the certain weddings or the certain properties um,
2: exactly so this is another thing that I was chatting about with uh, uh, you know with another uh, on another session. you know so far we only spoke about the two hundred room properties and the two fifty room properties. But now with the size possibly reducing, people will want to do more intimate celebrations and hey, that's what everybody wanted to do anyway in the first place, right? Correct. So there'll be a lot of unique destinations that will become popular. So for example, when you look at a Jaipur and you're not looking at your typical five-star hotels, if you know what I mean, Correct. Um, you may look at like a Samoth Palace, which has only about 80 rooms. You know, between the two properties, Correct. or you could look at the Narendra Bhavan in Bikaner. So there are a lot of erstwhile palaces that you know are boutique properties that give amazing experiences. Um, other things, if you want, you're looking at uh, you know even places like poor. Um, you know, people want to go back to wellness, Correct. eco. You know, that's another trend that I see coming up. So Kuld, uh, Masuri. Uh, the JW at Masuri, or the Evolve Back or the Taj in Kourg. These are great properties for intimate weddings. Um, for all you know, even a at um, in Gulmar.
1: What skiing? Well, is, I, I've heard only good an things interesting,
2: about it. It is an interesting, uh, you know, option. Uh, apart from that, people may also look at something completely unique. People may even look at um, maybe a wildlife-themed wedding. You know, there's so many amazing five-star uh, luxury lodges, you know, uh, hunting lodges, safari lodges, safari hotels. Uh, say the Taj itself, uh, they have one in uh, Ranthambore, the Savai Madhopur. So uh, lots of places like that. The Run of Touch, that's a, another interesting, unique uh, destination for a, a, an intimate wedding. So uh, you know, the Nama in Corbett, that's another great um options so people are going to think out of the box because now they know uh, they can be forgiven to think about a smaller um, guest list so intimate weddings are going to be key and uh, people are going to explore india Correct. people will want to explore india and i think that's great for indian tourism
1: i agree i think um mm-hmm. Smaller weddings might just be the future. I think what you said is totally true. If that same budget of the wedding can be um, transcended to the the uh, guests, their experience is completely different, which makes each yes. uh, wedding a little more different. Because I'm seeing a different property, seeing a different theme, experiencing the coming of you know two families. So and- you're
2: not just going again to a jaipur and going to the same five-star hotel where you've already had 10 you know attended 10 weddings here you will go because you will also be picking the wedding that you you know want to go with because of this whole thing it's it's possible people themselves may become choosy about attending the weddings they want to attend
1: and as a guest and i think as a guest also we get then a little more privileged or we feel a lot more grateful when we are like chosen for the wedding when we know it's going to be a small wedding
3: absolutely
2: like i said travel international travel maybe as holidays will continue but for big weddings i don't see them happening in the immediate six to eight months uh, window so people will explore india and i think that's great because there is just so much to explore I agree.
1: The country. I agree so um last couple of questions i have is with intimate sort of weddings most likely becoming the um, very popular in the next six to eight months how are intimate weddings going to be played out what are going to be um what are intimate weddings going to be like other than the properties that you mentioned what is what is intimate weddings going to look like for the next six to twelve months
3: you know uh
2: like i said one is what we spoke about is of course intimate destination weddings but even okay. if you are having a wedding in the city for example uh people may decide to move out of five-star hotels, you know, because A, we have very limited five-star hotels in, in the city, um, in any city pre, uh, pretty much within um, the country, within Delhi, Bombay, Bangalore, etc. Within the city, five-star hotels are very limited and your auspicious wedding dates are limited. And everybody wants to get married and, they, you know, you don't have that those many weddings happening out of the country, uh, you will have uh, a limitation on the venues that are available to you. Correct. We explore even, um, you know, farmhouses and um, you know weekend homes, you know, an hour away from the city. So those are going to be venue options that people will consider. Um, intimate weddings, uh, also in terms of the food that you cater, the food itself uh, has become so big. You know, uh, the way you serve the food, the presentation uh, has become so big and so. Um, innovative over the last couple of years i think that pretty take it a step further post-covid for intimate weddings so i see a lot of um, sit-down dinners you know a lot of sit-down meals um, yeah. whether it's a lunch or a dinner that's uh, that's a thing even from a safety point of view and even from an experience point of view because you as a guest having attended so many weddings the minute you go for a sit-down meal you know this is special correct Right. So, uh, I see a lot of that um, happening, I see a lot of unique um, experiences in terms of, so when you've got a smaller crowd, there is so much you can do in a controlled environment that you can't do, say, uh, customized gifts, you know, table settings, even the artists that are there, suddenly if you have an artist that's really, because we did an event once where we had a um, A-grade celebrity. Uh, Performer who was uh, performing only for a hundred people you know and and that's the kind of celebrity who would really perform for at least a thousand fifteen hundred people in a regular sangeet
3: so
2: people will appreciate those um, that personalized attention and uh, exclusive experiences coming on yes
1: wow Um, I think I'm kind of excited to go for weddings post-covid now (laughs) Um, I want to leave Um, or kind of last couple of questions is um, what is the future of uh, Weddings by Mercury? What is your plans? How are you looking to grow? Uh, What is the next four, five, six years for you guys that is planned out?
3: You know, we
2: believe in creating value um, and that itself generates goodwill. You know, so all our business, like I've already told you, is through referrals and strong word of mouth and I think that will continue to pioneer uh, the way we, you know, uh, get business or get work and keep ourselves engaged. Um, However, there are a couple of things uh, that I've been thinking of, and, you know, I've really taken the time in the lockdown to really think about what is it that we can do um, differently that excites me, that challenges me. One thing that I really wanted to do, and it's been on my mind, and, you know, weddings and seasons have been so busy that I haven't really gotten down to it, was really um, coming up with a blog. I was thinking of a blog, um, which is kind of based around um, the life of a wedding planner.
3: Ooh, interesting.
2: Okay. People really think that the life of a wedding planner is so glamorous and uh, so interesting and so exciting. And you don't get me wrong, of course it is. But there is a lot of unglamorous or back side you know that inside of things as well so um i hope to capture that um, in my blog especially um, also so it's not only for people who want to get married but it's also for people who want to join the industry they need to know that you do have 3 a.m meetings you know you will have to miss that movie you will have to miss that dinner date with your boyfriend uh, if you're in this industry and we all have uh, so yeah so they're going to be different I want to capture all sides of, of the wedding uh, planning being a wedding planner
3: yeah nice and I, try wow. to
2: still try to lead a normal
1: life yeah I think that's really inspiring uh, and I'm kind of also I really
2: hope it is. I hope fun um, I'm
1: also super curious because the minute you said 3 a.m meetings I was like wow man it really is a hard life like it it, 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 it comes across as being so easy like oh I can plan I have some uh, i'm half organized so i can definitely plan yeah. but yeah you know, effort-
2: it, it, it is not rocket science Tarun, but it is a lot of compromises it's a lot of sacrifices and i've been doing this for 20 years and i know the family weddings i've missed or the family dinners i've missed and the players i've gotten from <laughs> my family members but uh yeah it's all worth it in the end and uh, you need to have a very supportive uh family to you know uh for you to be able to do this and uh, don't undermine especially in an Indian system, you know, you can't really undermine uh, benefit or, you know, of having a supportive family I system agree. to yeah. bank on when you work crazy hours and have such erratic schedules. Agree, so yeah. so that's, agree. that's one thing that I was thinking of. And um, there's another thing that we're coming up. It's pretty much an extension of our business from weddings. Um, we do celebrations and celebrations over the last couple of years have really become quite big you know so we've done very interesting uh, milestone anniversaries birthdays etc uh you know going forward and especially now i mean after the lockdown i think people are going to just you know they'll need a reason to celebrate to get together to party uh, so we are uh, coming up with an initiative it's, it's it's a business extension um of uh you know, party from home. So, uh, these are basically curated house party experiences uh, that we bring to you in the comfort of your own home and you don't have to do anything. So, we, um, and it will be properly, uh, you know, managed efficiently. So, right from taking out an invite for the house party to the decor theme. So, we've got set decor themes because you want this to be economical. You want this to be easy, like a plug and play method. So we'll have, for example, say about five or six different kinds of themes that you can choose from uh, in terms of decor. Then there would be an artist. So an artist could be a singer-artist. It could be a fun, interactive artist. And the C add-on is food because you know even if it's a house party, you want the food to be interesting. Like I said, it is going to be a plug-and-play model. So we will cater to 20 people, 25 people you know, even um, house party. So all you need to do is select your theme, your date, your time, and um, we'll come to your house and we'll set that up. So that's something that's on our mind. And uh, hopefully we should be able to take it beyond um, Bombay into tier three three cities because uh, Bombay, you still have a lot of restaurants and places and hotels where you can get out. But in a lot of the other cities, people love to entertain from home. Correct. <clears throat> so uh yeah so that's 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 the plan and it's a long-term plan but that's something
1: that we. i think that's a smart vertical to happen i think uh either post-covid or not i think house parties is always something that maybe it's us getting slightly older that i prefer than going to clubs all the time like i prefer having
3: exactly
2: it's more comfortable right it's suit. more comfortable and um you know you can serve everything that you want uh, in the confinement and comfort of your home you know even if you want the theme to be pajamas <laughs> it can be pajamas so
1: i was just thinking that i was like yeah pajama yeah, parties are good to can be
2: <laughs> whatever you want to be. so we are coming up with five or six um, themes that will pretty much cater to you know majority of uh moods or uh, you know occasions and uh, just hoping that everybody enjoys what we are planning
1: on. I'm sure it'll be fantastic. Um, thank you so much for this. Um, Thanks, Tarun. Thanks I'm, for I'm, um,
2: having us. And we are actually waiting to um, get your new catalog.
3: Done. I
2: know that it's locked down <laughs> currently, and but we're waiting for catalog because you won't imagine I have spoken to so many of my clients about uh, destination duty, and that is you know, on everyone's mind because oh. not everybody wants to buy real jewelry all the time. People want variety and especially for destination weddings or even for house parties that are planning now. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I think uh, fashion jewelry and uh, costume jewelry is it's really gaining Thank you so much. Momentum.
3: That really
1: means a lot. Sure. I'll send them, I'll definitely send this across to you. Um, you. So I'm going to uh, say thank you to Hemal once again. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, looking forward to doing much more. Um, In case you know anybody that you find has had an interesting story, um, something that might be interesting for anybody else to hear, I'm happy to get connected to them. Thank you so much. Hope you have a great day and stay safe.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the entire episode in a day where you could have spent your time anywhere you chose to invest your time listening to this podcast. And for that, I am truly grateful. If you got any value from this episode, it will mean the world to me if you could share it or leave a review. I mean, take a screenshot, put it up on Instagram stories, anything to help spread the word out so it reaches more amazing people like yourself. Thank you once again for your time. And I look forward to having you on the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye.